Hello, beautiful beans. Welcome to episode 87. Today's episode is all about self-love. I mean, they're by far my most popular episodes. I think that's what I get asked to do the most on. And they're the ones that definitely when I look at all the episodes and how they perform, the self-love ones are your favorite for sure. So this episode is more like a guide to self-love and kind of where it starts and what you can do more of to feel more self-love. And what I did, I actually today, earlier today, I put up on my Instagram story because um, if you guys don't, if, you, if you're new here and you don't know, I've got like a card game, the Do You Fucking Mind card game, and it's all questions, half like one deck is all to prompt you to tell things to your partner or your friend or to somebody else. So it's about telling them something about your relationship. And the other deck is questions to open up about who you are and it's all answering questions about yourself. So I pulled out one of those cards and the question was, I started loving myself when dot, dot, dot. And then I put a little question box on my story and I got so many responses from you guys, from my beans and some of them are absolutely incredible. And I was like, wow, I've got to do an episode based around this. So what I've decided to do is I've picked out, I think it's 10 or 11, like main recurring themes that I saw a lot of that people started loving themselves and really found like found their self-love and and true happiness when they started doing these things. So I've like kind of bunched them into like 10 or 11 main points and I'm going to be going through them. And then also just want to read out a bunch of things as well that people said, obviously anonymously, but it is just so, it was honestly fucking beautiful to read what, what made you guys start loving yourself more. It's amazing. And I think that if you're someone that's like, wow, I'm only just starting on my self-love journey, it's really cool to see what people had to say. So that is what today is going to be about. Now, just first a a weekly update. Um, It's actually more of what's happening in the next week. This next week is going to be huge. So I will take you guys on a fucking journey with me if you do follow my Instagram account and just go through everything that I am going to be doing. It's intense. My book is due, my second book that I'm writing is due in just over a week, in about a week. I've still got quite a bit left on it. Like I'll get it done for sure, but there's like a lot to do on it. I have a bunch of things on my social calendar, which I'm thrilled about. I'm also going to be doing a bunch of stuff with Acast, my podcast agents. I'll, I'll let you know what that is about later. So there's just a shit ton of shit that I've got going on. And I feel like more than ever, I need to be so organized this week. It's beyond a joke. So I'm recording this on a Sunday. You're going to be hearing this on a Monday. I'm literally going to spend, after I record this, I'm going to spend about an hour just like plotting out my week. I've like literally, you know, those monthly planners that you get, that's got the whole month spread out. I did this while I was at uni in my final semester and it was incredible. It really makes your wall look ugly, but it's a really good thing. So I grabbed these month things and I... I've literally planned out kind of the next three months. I've got like obviously October, November, December, and I start penciling in everything that's due, whether it's something to do with like an ad that I've got to record or podcast or an interview that I'm doing or the book or whatever, all the other stuff that I'm working on. But I have it spread out so you can see it because I love a paper diary, but then sometimes you don't really see what's coming up because obviously you've got to pass all the pages. So I've got it like blue tacked on my wall all the months ahead. I'm a psychopath who's actually finally bought color coded like highlighters. Very cute. I might say they're pastel colors. And so I highlight things that are to do with the podcast, things that are to do with other kinds of work. Then I've got social in there, like everything. So I can just look at it and I start filling it in more and more. And I've got like my following week 
weeks, up until like the end of the year, everything at a glance and I can kind of slot everything in there. So I feel a lot better when I can be a lot more organized. So I will share a photo of that with you guys later if you give a flying fuck about it. Okay, let's get into today and the topic of it, which is, of course, a guide to self-love where it starts. The first thing I'm going to do is just read out a bunch of answers that you guys sent and then I'm going to start with the first point. So the main themes of how to start, how to find yourself love again. Okay, so let's just go over a couple of things that you guys sent me to answer the question of I started loving myself when. Here we go. I went to counseling and understood my mind better. I stopped following the flock and stopped censoring myself. I started making decisions that made me happy instead of feeling selfish. I got out of my comfort zone. I realized I look back at photos and miss being this young. I stopped caring what other people would say about me. I put my health and happiness before other people's health and happiness. I moved out of home. I admitted to myself I was no longer in love with my partner and left him. I started listening to your podcast. Thank you. You told me how you can't control how others see you. I decided not to get involved with any guy until I knew I could be happy alone. I took charge of my own health and then realized I had to save myself. I realized my self-worth was not attached to the way others treat me or view me. I left behind others who couldn't be happy for my growth. I stopped wearing makeup daily. I realized I have an amazing heart and soul. I had a daughter and I wanted her to know what self-love was. I love that one. I started speaking positively about myself to myself. I broke up with my boyfriend of almost six years and went back to doing the things I love. I observed a friend loving herself. I let go of my expectations. I spent more time alone. I deleted TikTok. I got divorced. I turned 40. When I stopped obsessing over body image and eating the perfect diet. When I learned the difference between guilt and shame. And lastly, I only pursued the things I enjoy. And that's it for now. There are so many more. There's literally like hundreds that were sent through. They're all so good. All of them are amazing. So separate to that, I did, of course, bunch them into, you know, categories, which I want to break down and then elaborate on the categories. So let me just, it's, it's 11 categories, okay? So... We're going to be talking about ways to improve your self-love. That's the categories that I'm talking about. Number one is breaking out from or walking away from a bad relationship. This one was huge. So many people wrote to me when I left my ex, when I got divorced, when I left a relationship of X amount of time, when my ex left me, when I got dumped. I think a lot of people through what at the time is one of the most painful things that you go through. Heartbreak can be just so painful and it can take a long time for some people. For a lot of people, on the other side of that, they found self-love. And what people said in, in all these messages was, I found, I went back to my old self. I went back to the things that I used to love doing. I realized that I didn't like doing a lot of things and I was just doing them in the relationship. I realized that I was disrespecting myself staying in that relationship because either I wasn't happy or I wasn't being treated right. So if you're in a position where you feel that the reason you're staying in a relationship is because you're terrified to be alone or you're terrified that you're not going to find someone else, then my advice to you would be leave the relationship because that's not in that's not a good enough reason to stay. Being alone 
is the best time for you to find yourself again, for you to find yourself love and find your happiness. It can be done in a relationship. But I'm telling you right now, it's it's just the best time to do it when you are alone. So if you ever are in an opportunity where a relationship isn't healthy or it's not working out and you're both better off not being together, take that opportunity, leap at the opportunity because it gives both of you a chance for true happiness. You walk away from a relationship that's not serving either of, either of you or at least that's not serving you and this is your opportunity to find yourself, okay? A lot of the time when you're in a relationship that's not working out, you're clouded by things that aren't good, not working out, the fear of being alone. So I'm staying here. It's all bad, 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 right? And so you're less likely to think, right, I'm excited for the new. I'm excited for this rebirth. I'm excited to hit the reset button because you're in a situation that's not really conducive to excitement about your reality, right? So when you then step away from it, you are A, no longer in a toxic environment or just an environment that isn't serving you. You're telling yourself that you are worth it walking away and that you deserve better. And it's not to say you you don't have to be in a toxic relationship to think, oh, well, they were lovely. It's not that I deserve better. You deserve a better situation for yourself. It's not saying you deserve a better person if they're lovely. You just might not be in love with them. You don't stay with someone out of guilt and you don't stay with someone out of fear of being alone. You can walk away from a relationship and realize just by walking away, wow, I put myself first. I was able to look at that situation and be like, that didn't work for me. And I was able to say, I know that I can experience more happiness by leaving this relationship. That alone is going to give you strength and it's going to make you feel better about yourself. You're going to start respecting yourself. You start to ask yourself, what is it that I actually do want? I've now got more time on my hands. I'm starting to learn about myself more. What do I want? It's no longer about pleasing someone else or not wanting to rock the boat. You start to touch base with the real you and it is amazing what you learn. Okay, so number one is breaking away from a relationship that's either bad or it's not serving you. I can tell you right now, if you are in that situation, you're umming and ahhing, don't avoid it. Do not avoid it because one of the most popular questions was breaking out of a relationship that wasn't serving people and that is where they started loving themselves. Okay, next one. Number two is around, roughly around this. It's when I stopped changing things about me to fit into other people's lives. So it's this recognition that comes from being the raw version of yourself. It's this idea that you're no longer wasting time and hiding behind things to hang out with people. It's this letting go of the need for people to like you. It is consuming and it is it consumes your thoughts when you try and fit in with the group or when you try and fit in with certain friends or family or whoever. You start to edit yourself so much and alter what you're going to say or do or how you're going to be that these people's opinions end up running your life and running how you present yourself as a person. The moment you step away from these people, like it literally feels like it's your world, right? And so it consumes you. The moment you step away, almost instantly, the further you get away from it, the more irrelevant these people and their opinions become to you. You start realizing like, why the fuck did I care so much? It's kind of the same when you're in a relationship, especially a toxic one. If you're in a situation where you're thinking, I don't want to end the relationship because they think it's my fault. I want to end it on good terms. And right now, if it was to end now, they're going to blame me and they think I'm an awful person and I don't want them thinking I'm a bad person. So that's why I'm going to stay. And people do that all the time. I did it a couple of times and it is just one of the most toxic things you can do because this fear of 
of someone's bad opinion keeps you in a situation that's not serving you. So instead of thinking, I'll let you think the worst of me, but I'm going to step away and start living my life. You think, no, I want you because that's where you get your validation from. I want you to think well of me. So I'm willing to suffer in order for you to think well of me. It's a really like warped way of perceiving it. The further you step away and look at the bigger picture, the less importance, the less weight that person's opinion of you has. Even if that opinion is a really awful one, it has less and less weight. So again, when you look at that, that example of a relationship, once the breakup happens, initially it's like, fuck, they hate me. But then as you start looking at the bigger picture, stepping away from it, becoming aware, hanging out with different groups of people from all walks of life, you start thinking, I couldn't care less if you think that I'm a dog. Like, congratulations, I'm now living a, my life. You know, so that's kind of the the... The idea that you want to apply when it comes to all sorts of opinions, especially the ones that you value so highly because you really badly want someone to like you and you're trying to edit your life to fit into a group. Think about the bigger picture and their opinions become more and more irrelevant. Number three, I stopped beating myself up about my past. Someone wrote something really good. She wrote, I realized I could not have known better. And when you come to that realization that you've been beating yourself up about something for so long or you've been feeling guilty about something that you did or something that you didn't do. Instead of just thinking, I just didn't know better. That's the best I could do with what I knew and what I had at the time. When you can come to that acceptance of your past being the way it is and it is what it is and it's done, you start to understand, you're more understanding of yourself. You start to respect yourself more. You start to be a bit more forgiving with yourself. And that's how you start feeling happier again because you're not tied, like chained to your past. A lot of people live with so much regret or so much embarrassment or so much um, uh, guilt over something that they did in the past when when they were doing it, they weren't aware that it was going to have a negative outcome or they weren't aware of how much it was going to impact something, you know? And really, it only impacts it as much as you allow it because if you can turn around and say, you know what, it's done, but this is how I've grown, this is what I've learned, it's actually not all bad, I've not actually lost that much, it's given me the opportunity to do this, then it's actually not that bad. If you are always in a place of beating yourself up about something that happened in the past – then you are always, you're going to keep yourself in a place of not feeling enough. You don't feel good enough because you're always banging on about something that you didn't do enough of or you didn't, or you did too much of, you know? So you then, because of that, it makes you more scared to take action in the future because you're worried that it's not going to work out and then you're going to beat yourself up about it later on if it doesn't work out. So the way you treat yourself right now about your decisions and actions of the past determine how willing you are to take risks in the future. If you are so hard on yourself for every little thing that might not work out, then it's no wonder why you're terrified to take the leap of faith. It's no wonder why you're so scared to try something new and throw yourself in the deep end because you know how mean you can be to yourself. And so you think, not only do I not want to fail, but if I fail or if this doesn't succeed, I'm terrified at how much I'm going to beat myself up about it. And you, you avoid it at all costs because you know the path you're going to go down. If you forgive yourself for the things that you did or didn't do in the past and say, I'm good enough, 
it, it is what it is, it's done, then you're going to be less scared to take that leap of faith because even if the other people around you say shit about you, at least you don't join them and that's where it matters. Keep the demons outside of your head. The demons can be those people out there making comments to you, unsolicited, whatever. Congratulations. Keep them away from you. You don't have to join in, okay? So look at your past right now. Look at everything that you wish was different and just say, I am enough. I forgive myself. I'm okay with that because I didn't know better at the time. Done. Hindsight is a waste of time, okay? It's a waste of time. The only time you should ever be using hindsight is if you're trying to repeat an action and you want to take a lesson from the past and be like, okay, yep, I'm going to do that differently and do that differently. But if you're always looking back saying, oh, I regret it because of this, when you're using information that you learn in the future about something that you didn't know back then, then you are literally wasting your time. Okay, next one. Number four, when I accepted my body, someone even wrote, and this is amazing, Um, I started loving myself more when I moved out of my parents' house and realized my worth is not in my body shape. Can I just say I'm so thrilled for you that that is how you started loving yourself more and that is what made you happy and that's fucking amazing. But there are a lot of people that unfortunately, if they're in a household where they feel that way, they'll move and they'll carry on that narrative to themselves, which is really sad. A lot of people will hear it enough that then they repeat it to themselves. So I'm so happy that for this person that wrote in that they were able to feel worthy and not, and that their worth is not attached to their appearance at all when they moved out. That's amazing. But if you are somebody that gets stuck with these thoughts, even when you get away from the group of people that made them feel bad or their family that made them feel bad, you've, the, the, one of the things that you want to look at is learning to be more understanding and accepting. So even if you don't love every aspect about your physical body, you can say to yourself, I've, I've got your back. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to protect you. I, I care about you enough to protect you and to not repeat what other people say to you. So it's, it's not about saying to yourself, I have to love every inch of my body, but you can say, I will respect every inch of my body. And you can start doing things that make you then, I think the, as you respect your body more, it then leads to loving your body because you might be really good at picking your body apart and looking at all your flaws and other people say it and you see other people criticize something in you or in someone that looks similar to you so you just like beat down on yourself and do everything you can to change your body. But if you start respecting yourself, if you start being patient and understanding, that will then lead to a love of who you are and your body, okay? I want you to have a bit of a weekly statement and I'm going to like put this up either in my Instagram or the group. But it's, you want to say to yourself, I've got my back. I'm going to be there for you, even if other people won't. I'm not going to repeat any mean statements to my body. My body is my home. I'm done treating my home in a mean way. I'm ready to start being kind to myself again. Because somewhere along the way, I stopped, but I'm ready now. Because at one point, you learned to be mean to yourself. You just need to learn to be kind to yourself again. Babies don't tear their bodies apart. Toddlers don't. It's learnt, okay? We just need to relearn a new way of treating our body. Someone also wrote in, I started dancing in front of the mirror naked. I began to realize how beautiful it was in all its glory. That's fucking amazing. And I love that so much. So highly recommend to everyone to start walking around naked a little bit more often. and Just look at yourself and be like, fuck yeah, good times. And keep strolling past that mirror. Okay, give yourself a compliment here and there. You're worth it. 
Number five, when I started spending more time alone, and this is a big one, um, doing things alone and spending time alone and just being alone or moving cities alone, a lot of people started loving themselves when they branched out and did something by themselves, okay? It could literally be spending one afternoon a week alone at home, you know? No social media, nothing. It's just one afternoon. I'm either going to read, watch a movie, just light a candle and fucking relax in the bath, like whatever you want. Or it could literally be moving to another city alone, that kind of stuff, okay? When you spend more time alone, you learn what you like. You learn what you don't like. You learn to read your body and listen to your body more. You learn to understand, I actually don't want to go to that event or I'm actually not that much of a fan of this particular thing. You you are more comfortable saying no to things. Your tastes and your opinions, what you like becomes all kind of refined. You give yourself time to figure it out for yourself. Like I learned to enjoy things on my own. So I was not then going to go and hang around with just anyone. That person, the people that I would hang around with would had to be quality people and we had to treat each other mutually well or I'd just hang alone. If your standard for yourself is really high, then whoever you hang around with has to match that standard. If you're somebody that avoids being alone at all costs and cannot sit with your own thoughts, then you of all people need to spend time alone. Because if you're not happy being alone and you avoid it at all costs, then you put yourself at risk of hanging out with the wrong kind of people, the people that don't treat you well, the people that drag you down or influence you to change your mind when you truly didn't want to. Because if you don't like being alone, you take what you can get. You can't, it's kind of like that beggars can't be choosers. It's, it's I'll fucking take what I can get. Okay, But if you enjoy being alone and if you think I would rather be alone than go to that event and hang around with people that piss me off, then the standard is fucking high. And then the people that you do hang out with are quality people. And I'm so big on culling. If you need to cull it back and only have half the friends, do it. Good, good, do it. Okay, Love to be alone. Start doing it. And if you absolutely are terrified of doing it, start in small increments. I'm going to have one hour every three days alone. I'm going to do that. And when I talk about alone, I'm not talking about working. And if you're working from home and being occupied, I'm talking about chilling out alone. Now this goes for friends and it also goes for romantic situations. People that uh, hate being alone are at a greater risk of entering a toxic relationship because the vetting process that they do for people is not as stringent as someone that loves being alone, okay? If you are like, I only will date someone that is, you know, this kind of person respects me like this, is not possessive, is not jealous, blah, 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 blah. And if that doesn't happen, then I'm happy being alone. I'm not going to take the second, third, fourth, tenth option on my list. It's just, it's that or it's me being alone then you will be happy because alone feels good and then the people that you do date are people of of the quality that you want to be dating. If you're somebody that cannot bear being alone, then you risk being – you go from toxic relationship to toxic relationship because you literally take what you can get. And unfortunately, toxic people or narcissistic people seek out people like that, people that they know need to be with somebody else. This is kind of – in an extreme scenario, it's kind of like my last episode on the codependent um, relationships, whatever – but that's, that's like a huge one for self-love. Start learning to be alone and do it in increments. Like I said, 
one afternoon here, one there, and then ideally, if you can, bite the bullet and do a weekend away by yourself. Uh, do I personally, like I love going to cafes alone and writing or even reading, but at the moment I writing, okay? Just things like that and you start doing it little by little and before you know it, you're going to crave it. It's the best feeling. Okay, number six, I started putting effort into the things I really cared about. So, People were telling me that in answer to the questions they were saying, when I got into watercolor painting, when I got into uh, the gym, sketching, guitar, roller skating, there was all sorts of things that people were getting into and they really were turning it into a passion of theirs. It doesn't have to be anything related to your career. It's just something that is a hobby that makes you feel good. It's, it makes you feel good for two reasons. It's because you take the time to do something that makes you happy and the actual um, activity within itself makes you happy. So that's why it feeds into that self-love because you're saying I'm worth giving myself the time to do this. I'm worth, you know, dedicating the next hour to this hobby that I know is going to calm me down and make me feel good about myself. Find something, find anything and give a shit. Get excited about something. Get fucking behind something and throw yourself in the deep end. It's got nothing to do with is it helping someone, is it this, is it my purpose. That comes later. The purpose comes when you give a shit about something and just get involved. Make it just the most simple hobby or task if you're not sure what it is. But just give some sort of importance to it. There's nothing worse than those people that are too cool for anything. I don't care, I don't want that. Fuck off and have some zest for life, cunt. You know, that is what makes people love life. When you start to get passionate about something and it doesn't matter what it is. We all know those people around us who will pick a topic and talk about it and their eyes light up and they're so happy. And even if you don't really care about the topic, you're just smiling hearing them talk about it because you're like, I love to hear someone talk about something with so much passion, even if I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. That is what you want to be like at least about one topic in your life. You will start to really love yourself more when you do that because getting behind something, getting passionate about something, getting excited about something that you do ideally on a weekly basis, if not more, you start to think, I'm doing this for me. I feel so good. And when you feel good, you do it more. When you do it more, you feel good. And then you start to love yourself more. So it's this really positive cycle that you get yourself in. You'll be amazed at how you can increase this feeling of joy the more effort you put towards what matters to you. The more you put effort towards what you care about, the more you get back. Okay? You care and it feels good to care. All right? So... What was the title of that one? Uh, I started putting effort into the things that I really cared about. Fucking choose something, choose it today and dedicate at least an hour to it this week and start doing more and more and more of it. Get a hobby, get excited. Okay, number seven, I realized everything that I was looking for already existed within me. This is huge. The things that, pay attention to what it is that you seek from people, what it is that you are looking for to achieve. It's Things like to be loved, to be accepted, to be to to think that I'm beautiful, for other people to think that I'm beautiful, to feel safe, uh, to feel protected, to know that somebody has your back, to be understood. You possess all of that, and you can give all of that to yourself. And yes, you can get it from other people, a hundred percent. But the most important one is getting it from yourself, because when you get it from yourself, you're more comfortable to be yourself around other people. 
And that's where you can start meeting the people that you align with, meeting your people, your community. But it all starts by acknowledging that you already possess what you are looking for. It's all there. And one of the good ways of realizing that, that you already possess it is so, so much of the time you'll seek out all these things in the people around you, but you might actually already be providing it for your friend. Like you might be super understanding and like be great support to your friend and then you go home and you talk awful things to yourself. You've got these awful narratives to yourself. And then you might be super loving and encouraging to your sister and then you go home and you're always beating yourself down on things that didn't work out for you. So you, you you do possess it. Pay attention to how you treat the people that you love the most. And then you're going to realize that you have all of that in you. You can feel all those things. You just have to kind of flip it back and provide that for yourself a little bit more often. And it's kind of found in all the all the things that I've just answered now about, you know, about how you feel about your own time, how you feel about breaking away from a relationship, how you feel about your own body image, all of that before seeking things in other people. Pay attention to what you can provide for yourself first. If you're seeking for somebody to understand you, ask yourself, when have I not been understanding of myself? For example, um, not beating yourself up about something in the past. Or if you're seeking for someone to you know, accept you, ask yourself, what don't I accept about myself right now? And can we crack it open? And can I just, uh, uh, can I just look at it and understand maybe that, it's probably because I'm, I'm following someone's narrative or I'm following a, a judgment or someone said this to me once and now I beat myself down about it. But in reality, this is just who I am. Could I accept it? You know, if you're wanting to feel protected, a lot of the time we don't feel safe because of the shit that we tell ourselves and we, we, we make ourselves feel like no one's going to have our back when ultimately you are the only one that needs to have your back. Because it's not about how many times things don't work out. It's not about, oh my God, that has to work out. Otherwise, I'm not going to do it. No, it doesn't. All you have to think about is as long as if all the chips are down, I'm still there for myself, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be fine and I can try again or I can try something else again. All of this that you seek in other people, you can provide for yourself. So every time you're about to go look for something through someone else, First, ask yourself, could I provide this for myself? And if I'm not, where are the gaps and where could I do it? Okay, number eight, I started spending less time on social media and on my phone. This is a really big one. And this, again, was a pretty common one. I think that, you know, I'm all for social media. It's part of our reality. And if you use it, you shouldn't feel bad for using it. That's just, it is what it is. I mean, if you hate it, fucking get off it. But curate your feed. Get a bit more specific. Be, you know, you are the gatekeeper. You are there to have your back and protect what's entering your mind. You have to be a little bit more stringent and have a bit of a policy of, you know, like a door policy of who can come in and who can't. What thoughts can come in and what can't. And I understand that you can't filter absolutely everything and you've got to be aware of that. But at the same time, you are when you go on social media, you are choosing to be there. So given that you're choosing to be there, you might as well curate it in a way that it's going to, you know, positively affect your thoughts instead of negatively. So when you look at the people that you follow or the accounts that you are following, they should provide you with either something educational, something that's funny, so something that's going to lift your mood or something that's going to inspire you, whether it's you know, uh, an outfit or whether it's an artwork or whether it's whatever, Inspire, 
educate or lift your mood, make you happy. If it doesn't do any of those things, stop following the account. I don't care if all your friends follow the account. I don't care if your friends are sending you this funny meme, ha ha ha. You don't have to follow it. So you should be doing this pretty often. You should be probably going through the feed and being aware of the content that you are consuming. And if something leaves a bad taste in your mouth and it's not educational and you're not actually gaining from it, then probably unfollow that account. And if it's a friend who you're like, I feel rude, I'm following, I feel rude, put them on mute. You don't have to, if you don't want to cause conflict and you don't have time for that or you're just not ready to do that, that's fine. Mute their account so it doesn't come up on your feed. There's still a lot of things you can do to censor what's coming into your feed at all times. Another thing, and I've mentioned this before, but I'll quickly remind you guys, time, put a time limit on your social media use. So that way it's, I'm going to go in here, I'm going to have a good time, I'm going to like enjoy and then I tap out. But if you start down this downward spiral, then, and this I mentioned it in the dopamine um, episode as well, but then you end up kind of wanting that instant gratification and then when you get off it, nothing feels as exciting as these like instant hits of gratification every time you're on Um, an app and you're watching a new video or a new photo or something like that. So keep it timed so you don't go down this spiral where then you feel like you've just had a useless day where you've done fuck all with your time because you've wasted a lot of time. Time wasting is one of the things that brings our mood down a lot. Not being efficient or not feeling like it doesn't even have to be efficiency. It's not, it's feeling like you did nothing with your day is one of the things that makes you feel the lowest. If you were to sit down and read a book and relax, you would feel like you've accomplished something in your day. You would feel like, wow, that was nice. I got to wind down. I got to take in this book. I got to be present in the moment. You don't feel that way when you're on social media. That's why I say time limit, curate your feed. Okay. Number nine, I started keeping promises that I made for myself. This is huge. Having self-integrity is massive for self-love. It feels exciting. It feels like, wow, I've achieved that and I stuck to my guns because I am worth it. Every time you stick to something you say, it feels like you are worth it. So start off with doing something small because big or small, you're still going to feel it. And then you can grow it and grow it and grow it. But if you're someone that never keeps a promise, I I would start fucking small keep your expectations like don't make them so massive that then you're terrified to you know fail on yourself or whatever you want to call it keep it fucking simple and small do something like uh, for example I do Duolingo app and I'm doing like Japanese and Russian and whatever so I'm on this Duolingo app and it tells you how many days you've done in a row and then when I'm at like day 50 day 55 I start thinking like oh my god I love that I've literally stuck to this every single fucking day for the last 50 days it's amazing and you feel good about it so the same goes for I'm going to stretch for three minutes every day or I'm going to meditate for 10 minutes every day or something so simple as I'm going to text one of my friends telling them that I love them them every single day. So it doesn't have to be the first, the same person every time, but you're going to do that or to your relatives. I'm going to call one family member a day, whatever it is, but make a promise to yourself that you can keep and keep it and see how good you feel after a few weeks of doing it. Your respect for yourself goes up because you think I've proven to myself again and again that I am worth keeping my word to myself. Okay. Number 10. I took away the power of people's opinions. I realized that it's not personal. And someone also wrote, I realized that when people give me their opinions about me, it's more a reflection on how they're feeling than who I am. And it's very true. A hundred percent it's true. So it's this 
idea of how much time are you going to spend thinking about or like pondering what someone has said to you or an unsolicited comment and how much are you going to allow, you know, I know I've already got podcasts on this, so I'm not going to go too deep into it. But the first thing is if someone's saying something that's not very nice to you or whatever, stop agreeing if you don't agree, only agree if you agree. So even if you're not confident or comfortable to, to say, look, I'm not interested in your opinion, at the very least, just be quiet and don't, don't say, yeah, you're right, I probably shouldn't have worn this or yeah, no, okay? Don't agree if you don't want to agree, number one. And then every time someone says something, uh, you know, gives their opinion to you, you just have to remind yourself it is not personal. They have said it because something's going on in their head, okay? And then switch. And a really good way of switching it, especially for someone that is currently like very affected by what people say. I know that for a lot of people it can be quite paralyzing and it's it takes training yourself to feel less and less attached to it and to get to a point where you're like, ah, that was kind of mean, but, and then within 30 seconds you're over it, you know? I don't think, I think for I think most people, even when you're really good at letting it kind of slide off and not not affect you, most people have that initial of like, wow, that was a really nice. And then some people have the power to turn around being like, I'm done, next, and genuinely forget it. And for other people, it just plagues their day. So if you're somebody where it just ruins your day and puts you in just the worst mood, you want to have what I call a like a pivoting folder. Okay. And you keep that pivoting folder in your phone, ideally somewhere that you can access really easily. And it's a folder of either photos or, um, photos, or it could be like notes reminding you of stories. It could be songs that are really uplifting, anything that's going to put you in a really good mood. But the best thing you can put in there is things that are going to make you feel grateful. So maybe there's a photo of a time that you just loved so much with the person that you adore. Maybe it's a photo of a text message that someone has sent you that really was just such a beautiful thing to read and you just took a screenshot of it and have saved it in that folder. So that way you can have a collection of things that you're really grateful for that make you think, wow, this is genuinely irreplaceable. So when someone says something mean to you, it makes you feel bad. You've got to, you remind yourself, you say it's more a reflection on them. It is what it is. I'm not agreeing with them. And then go Go to that pivoting folder quickly and just think, wow, this is what I'm grateful for. This is why I'm the way I am because I'm comfortable to be myself around these people. These are the people that I'm grateful for. These are the situations I've had in my life that I'm grateful for. So yeah, that I highly recommend you do something like that. And it's a really good mood pivoter at any point in the day. You can access that folder and it will do you a world of good. I have, I actually have a pivoting folder and it's actually a lot of the messages that I get from you guys. Um, I get some incredible messages from you guys on how a certain episode has, you know, helped you or impacted you and what you guys write is just beautiful. And so I often go back to that pivoting folder and I think, you know, or if I'm ever just in like a, like a bland mood or I'm not feeling really like pumped to, to plan a podcast, I'll go back to that folder and read that. And then within literally like a few minutes, I'm so pumped to prepare the episode because it is my purpose. And so when I tap into it and tap into what I'm grateful for, it makes you excited about your purpose again. Okay. Last one. Number 11, and this sounds so basic, but it is so true. I started having more fun. Sometimes we get so clouded by, I should be doing this. I could be doing this. I should have done this, this, this. People are going to think this. I don't. We get so clouded by that. I should look a certain way that 
you don't even enjoy what you're doing. You could be going out to a lunch with your mates and you're so concerned about what they're thinking of you. You're so concerned about your outfit. You're so concerned about getting a good photo. You're, all these things that you're concerned about that before you know it, the lunch is finished and you barely were present and you didn't really have a good time. You were more stressed than anything else. The beauty of finding joy is that joy is free. You don't have to spend more money for it. You don't have to be going on these crazy adventures in order to access your joy. Joy can be found in any given moment of the day. Every day, I want you to say to yourself, today I'm going to seek joy in as many opportunities as possible. That's my focus. That is my goal because joy can be found anywhere. And if you look for it, it's easy to find. If you look for flaws in yourself or things that you hate about yourself, it's fucking easy to find as well. So you choose what you're looking for. It's like, you know, I want to I want to get a Jeep. So of course, what fucking car do I see every 3 seconds? A Jeep because I'm looking for it. It's my focus. I really want it and it's everywhere. So the same thing goes for when you're looking for joy. If you're in that mind space, if I'm going to seek out funny things, happy things, then you're, you're probably going to be more in the moment when you're talking to your friends. Like for example, today, right? I was a little bit dusty. I was on a boat party yesterday. I had a bit to drink. Great day. But then I also forgot to eat. So I was famished this morning. Anyway, so then I was like, look, it's my Sunday. I don't want to just waste it away being at home all day. So I messaged Liv and I'm like, let's just go get a coffee. We went up to Potts Point. We sat down at a cafe. We are probably there for like nearly two hours. And the banter that we had back and forth was hilarious. We just had the best time because I literally got up and I said, I'm going to go and have fun. That, that was my, the goal. I don't know exactly what's going to happen. I'm leaving my apartment and I'm going to meet Liv and have a good morning. And yeah, my hangover by the time by the by the time that conversation ended, I was feeling way better. We you know, we just have fun. You make the moment fun. And we were sitting there just laughing about shit, reminiscing on all these things. You know, it's so easy when you meet up with someone to turn it into complaining, whinging, bitching, um, venting, which is fine. We all need to do that on occasion. But you can also turn it around to be like reminiscing, laughing at things that each other has done, you know, reminding each other of funny situations, and you end up having the best time. You can find joy anywhere and you need to prime yourself for joy. If you, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's what, what you focus on expands. I think I've got an episode called what you focus on expands, but it's exactly that. If you're, you know, those days that you wake up and you're pissed off and then you get a bad email or an annoying text or your manager, whatever, and you're just annoyed anything can annoy you and then the tiniest thing turns into the biggest thing and then something else happens and you're about to blow up, okay? Do that in reverse for things that make you laugh or things that make you happy. Again, have a pivoting folder in your phone of things that just make you laugh, memes that your friends have sent you, funny things that someone has said. Like I've got literally folders in my phone of funny things that people have said or said wrong or it came out wrong and I've just been hysterical. Write them down write them down and then have that pivoting moment where you think of all these funny things and then it puts you in the best mood. It primes you to then be more aware of moments that you can either find funny, find the funny in it, remind your friend of something funny, good banter. It makes you quicker. It makes you wittier. It's just you kind of set it up that way. You can set your day up that way. So yeah, start having more fun intentionally intend to have fun and you will have fun guys thank you so much thank you so much for listening to today's episode hopefully that was um helpful if you don't already follow me on instagram go follow my page it's 
at Alexis Predez, P-R-E-D-E-Z, um, because I am going to be posting a few more of all your answers. They were just so great and I'm so grateful for everyone that does respond to those question boxes. I'm going to do more of them so I can include more of them in the podcast as well for all sorts of topics as well. But you guys are always very engaged with with everything that I put out there for you and you guys, yeah, I love how much you guys respond and answer and and give me an insight into your life and your thoughts. I really do appreciate it. So thank you for getting involved. We love it. Okay, that is all for today. Big, big, big love and I will speak to you next or later on this week on Thursday or Friday. We shall see when the episode goes up. Okay, goodbye. Remember, be kind to yourselves, be kind to your brains. Don't take shit from anyone and especially Don't take shit from yourself. Danke.